Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue, we come back to learning our regular learning with the Pirkeavot, uh, Ethics of the Fathers, uh, after the holidays. I, I really hope you had a beautiful time. It was a time of inspiration and uh, good feelings and joy and that you come back to the year, to the new year, that this whole year will be infused with all the strength that you gain through that holy, through this holy month. So today we continue learning Perkiavot, Ethics of the Fathers, and we're almost finishing the, the whole book. Uh, we're in chapter six and Mishnah three, and it says, he who learns from his fellow man a single chapter, a single alaha, a single verse, a single Torah statement, or even a single letter, must treat him with honor. For thus we find in the case of David, King David, the king of Israel, who learned nothing from Ahitopel except for two things, yet called him his teacher, his guide, his intimate, as it said, you are a man of my measure, my guide and my intimate. Uh, this is in Psalms 55, 14. One can derive from this the following. If David, David, king of Israel, who learned nothing from Ahitophel except for two things, called him his teacher, his guide, his intimate, one who learns from his fellow man, a single chapter, a single verse, a single statement, or even a single letter of the Torah, how much more must he treat him with honor? And honor is due only for the Torah. As it said, the wise shall inherit honor, this is in Proverbs, and the perfect shall inherit good. And only Torah is truly good, as it is said, I have given you a good teaching, do not forsake my Torah. So this is a, a beautiful Mishnah, and it's uh, basically telling us that a, a person that teach, teaches you the truth of the Torah, even if it's an Aleph, uh, he's, um, he or she must be honored. But it's not that you're honoring them as a person, you're honoring the Torah they have taught you. And there's a story of the Tzaddik of Sons <clears throat> who had a huge following, he was a very big rabbi, and, um, and the, the, his Friday night meals were attended by many, many, many Hasidim who came from very far away to share uh, the Shabbos experience with him. And one day, the, a very simple, humble man came to Sanz, and the, the, the Rebbe of Sanz, he greeted him with extreme honor. He was very honored, like he gave him, he, he sat him down, he pulled the chair for him, he made sure that he was eating, he was really honoring this, this guest. He looked like a very simple guy and people were, uh, they couldn't understand why he was honoring him so much. So after the man left, the Hasidim, his followers, asked the, the Rebbe of Sanz, the Tzaddik of Sanz, why he had honored this man in such a way. They had never seen him honor someone in such a great way. Uh, and so the Tzaddik said, he was my first teacher in Heather. He was my first teacher when I was like in kindergarten. And he's, this teacher is the one that taught me the Aleph bit. He taught me the, he taught me the letters of, of, of the Hebrew alphabet. And because of this, I must show honor to him. And so the word came out that the Rebbe of Tzans had given such honor to this, uh, this teacher, this Melamed he had, 
when he was in Heather, when he was like in kindergarten in our days. And um, one of his other teachers, when he was an older boy, when he was already learning Talmud, said, oh wow, I have to go to Sanz, I, need, I deserve this honor, I also was his teacher. And so he went to Sanz and he went on a Shabbos to, to be with, the, with this great tzaddik and he came to his house and, uh, and yeah, the, the rebel Sanz greeted him very nicely and he showed some honor to him, but he never honored him in the way that he honored this other teacher that only taught him the Alephet. And, uh, and this, this teacher was like a little bit hurt. He says like, hello, if, if the other one only taught him Aleph Bet and he gave him such honor. And I taught him Talmud, how can it be? He's not honoring me the way that he honored the other teacher. And he went to him and he asked him, why didn't you give me the honor that you gave the other teacher? The other teacher only taught you Aleph Bet. I told you Talmud. Why didn't you give me such an honor? So the, the tzaddik smiled with his kind smile and he, and he said to this teacher, my dear teacher, I do not disrespect you. I do indeed respect you very much. However, the other teacher taught me what was that his letter was an aleph and this letter was a bet and this letter was a gimel. He taught me the truth. He didn't go out of the truth. He gave me the truth. But you, you gave me interpretations of the Talmud that in reality are not the right interpretations. Uh, they were erroneous. So the, 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 the tzaddik said, I cannot make any use of your teachings today. I, the, anything you taught me is, is I cannot use. So that's why I didn't give you the honor that I gave my first teacher. And he was right, because at the end of the day, that the important thing is that if we learn from somebody the truth, when a person is teaching Torah, he has to teach the truth. He cannot be teaching his, thought, his way of thought. He has to teach the truth. And so the slightest uh, morsel of truth, a little bit of truth, is, is, is grandiose, it's priceless. So there is a further significance in one letter of truth. And we have cited the Talmudic statement that God gave himself to us in the Torah. And the Sohar states, Israel, the Torah, and God are one. And since God is in identified with Torah, every letter of the Torah is godliness. You know, this week we're learning Parashah Bereshit. <clears throat> and it's very interesting because Hashem, he said in the first day, let, let there be light. Right? Let there be light. What, is, what light is he talking about? Like... It's not the light that we know. He was not turning on the light for people to see. There was no people in the, in the first day of creation. There was not even animals, vegetation. It's not like a light that will help trees grow or, or, or people see. It, 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 that was not the light he created, the luminary, the sun he created further, further uh, in another day. So what light is he talking about? And the sages, our, our sages teach us that that light, that first light that God created is a light that Hashem put away for the times of Mashiach. So we don't know what that light is really. But he put it away in the Torah. And that light is hidden in the Torah. So the Torah, when we learn Torah, really what we're learning is we're gaining the light of the first day of creation. And that's why it's so powerful. So since God is identified with Torah, Hashem is Torah, 
every letter of Torah is godliness. When we're learning Torah, we're learning God. This is what we're learning. And since God is perfect unity and cannot be fragmented, he's a single one, he's, he's not fragmented, then um, where there are any of God, there is all of God. So whenever you have a glimpse of, of Torah, when you learn one letter of the Torah, when you learn a pasuk of the Torah, when you're learning uh, Torah, you are, uh, you are gaining Hashem. That's what you're gaining. So does each letter of the Torah is infinite God. To know a single letter and to know in truth is to embrace the Ein Sof, is to embrace the never-ending light. So that's why learning Torah is, is compared to all other mitzvahs. Because when you're learning Torah, it's like an embrace of Hashem. Hashem is embracing you. It's, inside, it's, it's like He's enveloping you. And so this abstract concept may be a little bit difficult to understand and to grasp. And it is related that when the Maggid of Meserich began expounding Torah, uh, Rabbi Susha would hear the first word and repeat it a hundred of times. He would like everything the Maggid of Meserich said, he would repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And he never heard the remainder of the Maggid's lecture because he was so immersed in, in repeating the first letter of the, of the Shi'ur but yet, by repeating the first letter, he was able to grasp the whole uh, shiur, the whole lecture that the Maggid was giving. So the key word here is absolute truth, emet, uh, the alphabet, the Jewish alphabet starts with an aleph and it, it, it ends with a T, with a tet. The middle letter of this 22 al uh, letter alphabet is the mem, which writes emet. And that is what the Torah is, is the absolute truth, emet. And God is identified with truth. As we say at the end of the Shema, God, your God is true, emet. So the Midrash quotes God as saying, give me an opening the size of a tip of a needle, and I will open portals like doors of banquet hall. The rabbi of God said, the opening may be as tiny as the point of a needle, but it must pierce through, the, through and through. And this is essentially the above concept. A single letter, a tiny little bit, an aleph that you teach a child when he's five years old, three years old, a tiny bit of absolute truth can contain everything. So this Mishnah appears to give kavod honor to the Torah scholar, to the, to the, to the person that teaches you the, the Torah. And it's a, it's a positive value. Yeah, yeah, when a rabbi enters a synagogue, people should stand up. When, when a rabbi, a, a Torah scholar enters a place, people should show honor to a rabbi or to a Torah scholar. It's very important. But at the same time, we have to remember that what we're honoring is not really the person we're honor, honoring his his truth what he gives to the world his torah so this is uh, this this uh we see that many scholars when they would enter a, a study hall would ca carry a big volume <clears throat> of the torah with them and when the students arose to show their respect to them they were able to rationalize in their head that they were showing respect to the torah and not really to to the person because in reality the person is a conduit a person is a is a vehicle it's a it's a it's a link between the truth of hashem hashem and us and that's why we show kavod to them we show honor but in reality what we're honoring is their their knowledge we're honoring what he's they're giving to the world 
And we, we know here, there's a story of Rabbi Akiva Eger who lived in the 19th century and he used to have a, a hunchback. He, he had a hunchback. He was a very, very big rabbi. And when, when he came to Warsaw, people stood on the porches to be able to, to take a look at him because he was such an outstanding Torah scholar. He was such an eminence of a person. And when Rabbi Akiva saw that many people came out to look at him, he remarked in all sincerity, he was such a humble man, we see that he really carried the truth, the myth, that he said, I did not realize that my deformity, my hunchback, was so great that it attracts so much attention. So, so pursuit of honor is indeed deleterious. De, 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 de uh, we should not pursue honor uh, when a person is running for honor, the, the honor runs away from him. Uh, when you run away from honor, the honor runs for you. So honor is due only to the Torah, only to the truth, only to Hashem. And uh, of course we show our great respect to the people, to those that have devoted themselves to learn Torah and to expound it and to give it to others. We should honor them. And these people, however, separate the Torah knowledge from themselves while recognizing that it is Torah that deserves the honor. So if you want to know if you have a good Torah teacher, you have to see this trait in them, that they're, they're not seeking honor, they're not seeking recognition. They're just simple people who are trying to bring the world to a better place and give Torah knowledge to other people so they can grow and illuminate this world and be a light to this world and bring the light to the world. And, uh, and, and when you see a person that is humble like that, then he carries the myth, he carries the truth. So I want to wish you a blessed week, and remember, live a little higher. Thank you.